Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What? Doug Gottlieb Show in the Bonus on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. Hope you're doing well. So the Cowboys are 2 and 0. And they've looked dominant defensively both times. And it's super interesting because, you know, look, Cowboys, in any conversation of the best fan base, the biggest fan base in the league, they also had the biggest well of haters in the league. But, I mean, how can you take shots at Dak Prescott? 31 of 38, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, they didn't – I mean, Tony Pollard, 25 carries, 72 yards, just kind of workmanlike. Um, I still think they need more of a power back, but I do think that those can be developed or can be acquired as the year goes on because he he showed he can hand up a, a hold up to, with 25 carries, but can you hold up the whole year? They have a star wide receiver in uh, C.D. Lamb. I still think they're looking for a true number two. There's a lot of dump offs to Tony Pollard. Like they need, I don't think Gallup's that guy. I don't think Tolbert's that guy. So they're not perfect. But they make up for it with defense and the fact that, as of yet, Dak's not turning it over. And what if, what if what we thought could be a weakness ends up being a strength in that when Kellen Moore was let go? And you look, and I'll tell you, the Chargers and many people in the league are like, wow, Kellen Moore's on the market. Go get him. It does feel like there's a better operation offensively. They're less cute than they, than they like to be previously. You know, one of the things with, with Kellamore is they had the number one offense two years ago, but there are times in which they get around the red zone and they get super cute. 
And I think there's a little bit of that with the Chargers instead of just, you know, figuring out a way to make the right play, get the easy first down, march the ball down the, down the football field. I, I, you know, at some point, and look, our, where the, the Jets were playing without Aaron Rodgers, the Giants, that was early in the season, and they just, the Giants did not have the type of protection they needed. But man, Micah Parsons is probably the best player in the league. Human beings are not supposed to be that fast and that strong and that agile. They're just not. He's probably the best player in the league. The rest of the defense is really salty, and the offense is good enough. And while, you know, the offense has scored, you know, technically they scored 40, a lot of that was the defense, and a lot of it was the defense in this game because you got three turnovers. All the talk about offenses taking over the league through two weeks, the Dallas Cowboys defense has dominated and looked like the best team in football. And you can be the most ardent hater of the Cowboys you want, but the discussion of the Cowboys so far has been earned, not given. Not given. It's been absolutely earned. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Let's get to what the Fox says. And now. <laughs> what does the Fox say? This is Brady Quinn talking about Colorado's win over Colorado State. The Jay Norvell comments really fueled all this, right? And, and it played into what dion has been preaching forever about how it's personal. And, and talking with him, you know, at a certain point, players get tired of hearing their coach try to motivate them. It's kind of like water off a duck's back. And so you look for other forms of motivation, and Jay Norvell gave them motivation, if you will. The only thing I wonder in question is if it became a distraction at some point. Mm. Because that was, I would say, probably their sloppiest performance. And I know Colorado State was coming off a bye, so they had a couple weeks to prepare, and they've had a couple weeks to dissect with the weaknesses. Like, Colorado can't stop a crossing route. My God. Like, all Colorado State did was run guys across the field, you know, and there was just completions and and opportunities there all day. So, clearly they exploited some weaknesses. This is the first time where you saw Colorado um, kind of falter a little bit. The the previous two games, they take advantage of, of being ahead in the turnover margin. But I, I do wonder if it became a bit of a distraction almost where things became more about – I mean, you saw the pregame scuffle. You, obviously, there's the cheap shot by Henry Blackburn on Travis Hunter that knocked him out of the game. It, it almost it became like we're not as focused on making adjustments and all this. We're more focused on like the, our, our – it's personal and, and the emotions that tied into it. Now, that being said, they've now found a way of winning a game three different ways. Which is impressive. Uh, I was actually really impressed with with Colorado State and the physicality they play with. Obviously, you don't want the late hit. I would tell you that if you watched, if you really watched up close, and I've had other coaches reach out to me and say, "Dude, Colorado, that that thing was dirty both ways." But um, look, Colorado State should have won. There's this balance of having like an attack mentality. And being physical, but you also have to have emotional stability. And Colorado State probably lost that emotional stability, right? Big fumble, um, late hits, penalties. I mean, penalties really ruined the game. And there was a, a penalty at the end of the first half, a holding penalty on their center at the end of the half. That otherwise, Colorado State would have been up 28-14. And it would have been a completely different football game. So, you know, look, I, you commend Colorado for showing the toughness and fortitude to battle through a team that was just incredibly physical and emotionally motivated to beat you. On the other hand, like, part of the deal is this. Dion now is... By stoking the fire and creating this level of intensity every game and welcoming it, like be careful of the fight you pick, right? Because these teams, the the challenge to them over the next two weeks is you're playing against teams that although they have new rosters, much like you do, they have competed at this high level longer than most of your roster and they're going to have better depth than you have depth of experience and that game I, I think um look you you don't have Travis Hunter this weekend and you won't have him next weekend they're not going to beat Oregon they're not going to beat USC without him and I think they do run the risk of just getting beaten up 
just getting beaten up physically because I think they got beat up physically by Colorado State. So this is one of those careful what you wish for. I think my biggest issue with the Dion thing is that you create this. It's personal. People are coming at us. But your guys aren't handling things the right way. They're just not. Show me the world where Shador Sanders, where any other player in the history of the sport comes out with a Rolex before the game, showing it off to the opposing team. Show me where that is. And I'm not going to go into it. It's not the rah-rah sportsmanship, but like that's the essence of taunting. And we can sit here and tell you, hey, kids got to maintain their balance and their composure and not take cheap shots. But that's a lot easier to do now than when you're in front of 80,000 people. And so I guess the this is the Travis Hunter, you know, is you're so big, bad, and tough. These guys were big, bad, and tough. After the whistle, yes. Before the whistle as well. And I, I, I think at some level, Colorado is picking a street fight with a lot of dudes that are street fighters. Right? Are street fighters. This is Dan Patrick talking about the Chargers. We know the stat of teams that uh, are 0-2 and and, uh, the chances of making the playoffs. The Bengals did that last year. But, you know, the Chargers aren't out of it because of the division. Kansas City is 1-1. Denver's not good. The Raiders are 1-1. The Chargers are competitive. They're going to be in all these games. They have a very good offense. My problem is they don't have a clutch offense. When you have an opportunity in the fourth quarter or overtime to do something, they don't do that. Now, that's coaching and that's quarterbacking. You have to have that person who can make a play or you call the right play. And they haven't had that so far. Uh, I would agree. There's definitely something missing there. Something missing with the Chargers that they can't. Because we can point out Brandon Staley's defense and the explosive plays and the penalties. That's altogether fair. But, I mean, 2 of 14 on third down. And both the last two weeks, you've had the ball with the quarterback and a chance to win the game or at least tie the game. And both times, they've come up with nothing. I mean, this week, it was like three long pass. Like, what are, we, what are you doing? So, I, I would agree with Dan, Dan that Staley rightfully gets roasted for the defense. I mean, there was the last touchdown Tennessee scored – if you were watching the game, even CBS pointed out um, that Staley was like on the 10-yard line calling the defense. He's right there. And they still gave up a uh, – they still were misaligned and gave up a wide-open catch. It wasn't a contested catch at all like last week with Tyreek Hill. But the offense, I don't know, you, clutch offense, I mean, you know, Justin Herbert has bailed them out time and again, but he hasn't been able to, and I don't think he's made – some of the right reads here late, nor is he had the protection he needs late. This is Colin Cowherd talking about Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Okay, the Russell Wilson-Sean Payton relationship, we got turbulence, and it's not in the air. Clearly, the coaching's better. How do I know? Because on scripted plays, they scored more points yesterday than they did all last year. Okay, and they just added one rookie receiver. That's not the issue. On scripted first-half plays, you can see it. 
The Broncos are plus 10 point differential. That's top seven in the NFL. Russell Wilson on scripted plays is completing 85% of his throws. Four touchdowns, no picks. And a passer rating among the league's best. Scripted plays. But in the second half, that's where great quarterbacks thrive. The Mahomes, the Bradys, the Mannings. Formerly Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. You have to make a play. It's off script. There's adjustments by the opposing defense. And he falls off a cliff in the second half. 56% completion percentage, one touchdown in two games and it's a Hail Mary in a passer rating in the 60s. We know they're better coached. You can see the scripted plays. We know they can take leads. We know they can score. That's not the issue. Well, there's, there's two things at work here. For Colin to be critical of Russell Wilson is a lot. On the other hand, we all know he established a great relationship with Sean Payton last year. So I know he's paying attention, but it does feel like he's getting those numbers from somewhere. Right? And this is Sean Payton distancing himself from Russell Wilson. It ain't me. It's that guy. Which brings us to a discussion we've had with so many guests who've joined us on the show or on the podcast, which is, have you ever seen anybody fall off like Russell Wilson? And generally everybody says no. Have you ever seen it? And then the follow-up question is, have you ever seen anybody who falls off get it back? And the answer is also no. This one's bizarre. But yeah, two weeks in, it appears like though Russell Wilson has been better than he was most of last year, he is not what we came to appreciate about Russell Wilson going back to previously with the Seattle Seahawks. And if you know anything about Wilson, the contract just started. Just started. And the Broncos feel screwed. Yes, uh, uh, Jason Stewart. Can we sum up uh, Cowherd's uh, timeline on Russell Wilson? So um, a year ago... Russell Wilson was his pick for the MVP, and the Broncos were going to win the AFC West. Um, over the course of the season, he kept implementing blame on Nathaniel Hackett. This is a Nathaniel Hackett problem. This is this is a Broncos coaching staff problem, and he's not willing to call Russell Wilson washed. Then um, Sean Payton gets in there, and now – now, after uh, a year of blaming everything but Russell Wilson, now we're saying it is a Russell Wilson problem. But it took him a year to get there. If you go back even previous to that, right, he was the one who said that Pete Carroll was holding Russell Wilson back. You go back to when he's in Seattle, and Russell wanted out for a big market. So, yeah, I mean, look, I think that what you've heard about Russell Wilson – um. And, you know, by so many people's accounts, ends up being true. And it, it, it really does. It really does feel like, okay, truly does feel like Russell Wilson was not a creation, but the Seahawks had his best interest at heart and their team's best interest at heart with how they used him. And ironically, Sean Payton's trying to do the same thing. And so it does call into question how we evaluated Russell Wilson to begin with. That's what the Fox said. What does the Fox say? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's find out who's annoying Jason Stewart. And now, it's your annoying. Hey, Doug, so um, the Jay Norvell thing. Wow. I can't believe he did this. Um, the thing that annoys me coming out of that Colorado State game, it was an amazing game to watch. It was a spectacle. Seemingly everybody in the universe was watching that game. It really kind of transcended college football this weekend, I thought. Jay Norvell, though, ends up being, I think what we would call in a corporate American empty suit, right? He's the one who started all this nonsense by that whole thing about I was raised to take my hat off and sunglasses off when I talked to a grown-up. That, that, that's what started this entire thing. Correct. Jay Norvell had a chance, and it doesn't matter that they were up during the game, that he had a chance to go for the win in overtime, and his balls shrunk. Like, if you are 24-point underdogs on the road, in that situation, you go for two. What do you have to lose? Who's going to fault you if you don't? So his balls shrunk up right there. Okay. After coming up with all this, you know, I was treated, I was raised to treat people the right way. And then after the game, 
I was thinking, how's this handshake going to go? I wonder if both of them are going to remove their hats. At the very least, Jay Norvell should have removed his hat at the handshake or his visor, whatever you call it. And he, again, shrunk in that moment, in that moment to make a point, to salvage his dignity, he shrunk again. So Jay Norvell, he disappointed me, and he was annoying on Saturday night. Great game. Well, I thought there were two moments where he could have um, he he truly could have uh, won the game. Remember, they had the ball fourth and two with two in change to go. You get the first down. You don't win the game, but you get really, really close to it. You know, really close to it. Just win the game. And then, yeah, in overtime, first overtime, knowing that your defense hasn't stopped Colorado in two consecutive drives, right? The 98-yard drive and then the uh, 25-yard drive in overtime. I was stunned he didn't go for it there. Absolutely stunned. Who else? Such a safe play for a guy that had all this posturing. But anyways, um, Brandon Staley, 0-2. I thought he should have been fired after the Jacksonville game last year. He... uh, was asked about the Jacksonville game after yesterday's game. I'm not worried about the Jacksonville loss. The Jacksonville loss hasn't carried on to the season whatsoever. If you've seen our training camp or you've seen the way we've played in the first two games, it hasn't had an impact on our team whatsoever. Our team is connected. Our team has played its heart out in two games, and we've lost two tough games. But there's, it has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And if you ask anyone in our locker room, it has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And that's just the truth. It's a convenient storyline for you and for everybody else. But it's not the truth. We've lost two tough games. But the guys in that locker room, the men in that locker room, they are finishers and they have what it takes. And we're excited to prove ourselves. Yeah, we just lost a game in overtime, Jeff. So how do you think the mood is? How do you think the mood is? How do you think it is? It's tough. It's tough. It's a tough, a tough group in there. There's a lot of pride in that room. Okay? And we put a lot into this. And we got a good football team. And so we've lost two tough games. We've got to bounce back, learn from our mistakes, and be ready for Minnesota. The reason why the Jacksonville game is relevant is because it, there's a pattern under Brandon Staley, of a team losing a very winnable game at the end of games. Um, I don't know if you know this stat, Doug, but you know that the Chargers are plus seven in turnovers the last three games, including that Jacksonville game. They, they had no turnovers in any of those games, and they lost each one of them. Um, the defense the last two games specifically has been horrendous. Uh, the second half of the Jacksonville game has been horrendous. So it's it's not unprofessional or unseemly to ask you about that that game last year into these two games this year. Uh, he's being defensive, and I know why he's being defensive, because he has no answers. And I like reminding him of the Jacksonville game is because you should have been fired after that, and you weren't. So I, I want to keep reminding the coach of that and the front office, by the way. So Brandon Staley's annoying for getting all – pissed off over that question yeah i i i agree i mean like it, it's a defensiveness because he has to know that question is coming and there's a way to handle it and i actually thought the way he handled the what's the locker room is it is actually the right way was the hey they're grown men in there they're 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 pissed off they're disappointed like that's an, uh, the first part though was like Look, you and I asked, well, I asked a, a several people about Jacksonville when we're there. And they all said like, nah, man, that's, that's old news. And I actually agree. I think it is old news. I think the news is like, how many times are you going to get to like 
close and not be able to get a stop when you need to or a score when you need to. And I think that's completely and totally fair. And that's kind of what you're circling in on. Whether it relates to Jacksonville or not, it does feel like every loss feels the exact same. Who else? We talked about this on the radio show. Maybe the, one of the more interesting things that happened this weekend, and it got such it got so much noise, and that kind of leads to why it's annoying to me. So Sean McVay, as time is running out, kicks a field goal to take the deficit from 10 to 7. It was a totally meaningless field goal. Didn't need to kick it. There wasn't any time on the clock. 99% of the time, you just see a team throw the ball up in the end zone, run the offense, whatever. That's the mysterious reason for why he kicked the field goal is still mysterious because, Doug, not one person in the Rams riding corps or national riding corps asked him the question. And then, so and then you say, well, you know, coaches don't talk about point spreads. No, no, no. Now that now that gambling's a league uh, that is is legal in most states, and now that that NFL teams are in bed with gambling companies, and a large portion of your market is watching your game only to see if you cover the score. You, you, I think you do owe us an answer. So for the report, the reporters don't work for the team. The reporters don't work for the league, Doug. The reporters work basically for the fans. They ask questions that we want to know. And if you were, had a pulse yesterday or were on Twitter, you knew that the, the huge question at the end of that game is why kick a field goal? So in the post-game press conference, why wouldn't one person even bring it up? I don't care how he answers it, but it was just why, why that, the delinquency of the, of the press or the media afterwards is what's annoying to me. I agree with you, you know, and, and – you know, if there's ever a guy who's great at answering those questions where he gives you a real answer or some sort of take the blame answer. I mean, I think the answer is, honestly, if you watch the play, the plan was get to field goal range, get it, spike it, kick the field goal, try an onside kick. Right. I th- but when you if you looked up at the clock, you're like, there's not really time for that. But that was the plan in place. On the other hand, yeah, the, your your point is the good one. Everyone is missing that reporters didn't do their jobs, right? And this kind of goes the opposite of what we just saw with Staley. Like, is it fair to ask Staley about Jacksonville? Yes, I think if you ask it in the right way, you ask in the right way. But you have to ask, like, you know, you kind of got to ask. Now, it, it, the, the problem with the Jacksonville correlation was they weren't up 27 to nothing, it was a competitive game, but and and they weren't they didn't have a big lead in the Miami game either. But is there carryover from that loss? Is a fair question. Just ask the right way. It's also a fair question to go like, hey Sean, take me through what happened on that last drive that you kicked a field goal on the last play of the game that took it from ten to seven. What what was the thinking there? Again, if you ask the right way, I don't think I. I but not asking at all that is malpractice. So the the uh, the media in the McVeigh situation, mm-hmm. the Norvell, Norvell being annoying and not, not going for two, and then Brandon Staley is just getting defensive. Well, here's the here's why I'll defend Norvell while while saying he was wrong at the same time, right? Dion's does the exact same thing, right? He talks about how he's making things personal, but talks about how you know it's about doing the right things in the right way. Like, dude, like 
first of all, when he played, all he did, he taunted dudes all the time. And his team has taken it, and his son has taken it to a ridiculous level, the likes of which you don't see. And so he's pretty much a hypocrite. So too is Norvell, is your point. And the hypocrisy of it, like, you're on the road, whether you're an underdog or not, it's the smart play. Just go win the game. I, I think Norvell, you know, with all the talk that was created by his, I take off my hat and sunglasses when I talk to adults, and he didn't do that when he talked, shook hands with Dion. But with all the talk, to not go for it on fourth and two, to not go for it at the end of uh, the first overtime. Good night! Let's play because we can. Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can. Um, what do you got, Jay Stu? Stephen A. was on the Joe Budden podcast, <laughs> and I kind of admire his answer here. But then again, it's like, why is this coming out now in September of 2023 when it was denied up to this point? Like, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman both have denied that there was any great rift between them and the, that the, the parting was just business and blah, blah, blah. So Stephen A. said this to Joe Budden on his podcast. I would tell full responsibility for that. That's totally my fault. Okay. And the reason why it was my fault because I didn't like working with him, man. It's just that damn simple. I didn't like it. I thought the show was stale. Um, I thought that we had flatlined when it came to the public at large. And I'm trying to win. I mean, I didn't want to go from number one to number two when Skip left. I, that's not what I wasn't having that. That shit was not going to happen. Did anything in the numbers say that, that you might have been headed that way? No, but to me it did. Creatively. To me it did, not just creatively, but the consistency of the number. That shit wasn't going to happen, Doug. What wasn't? They weren't going to go from number one to number two. No. On, on his watch as well. No, no. I mean, look, the, the reality of it is, First of all, the reason they went to number one was they moved it to ESPN one, right? I mean, um, and it was a smart move. And even though FS1 is apparently now more homes than ESPN, ESPN just has, they have a better lead in. They have Monday Night Football. There is no NFL. There's just way greater viewership on ESPN. So this is, a you know, Stephen A. talking about being number one, like this is the kid who was born on third base thinking he hit a triple, right? Um, on the other hand, I'll be honest with you. I think the things he said about Max and letting us in on it um, are widely known in the industry, but never spoken about. It is complete and utter bullshit to share those details and to kind of dance on the grave of, of Max Kellerman. Right. And just, just so people are aware, it's well documented. Max Kellerman was going to take over afternoon drive radio in New York city. Okay. For Mike Francesa, when Mike Francesa retired, it was done. And that, I believe, was probably Max Kellerman's dream job. Uh, he grew up as a New Yorker. He is an, he's an encyclopedia of baseball. He is, lives in New York. Like, the whole thing fit him. And he didn't because Stephen A. selected him. Do you know who 
else was a finalist when Max Kellerman got the job? You want to take a guess? Doug Gottlieb? Doug Gottlieb. And do you know why he didn't want to work with me? Because at the time, he didn't like me personally. He thought we didn't really know each other. Didn't like me personally. He said he liked Max personally. And he wanted to work with Max. And my point then would be my point now, which is like, again, it isn't about the friendship buddy-buddy thing. It is about the show, what makes the better show. I actually agree with him. I thought Max was way too smart for that show. Way, 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 way too smart for that show. It, it just is. Like, it does not, it is not a show where you can, as Max, Max was like a surgeon, where he would take a take from Stephen A, and he would take a scalpel to it, and cut it apart bit by bit by bit, and then present to you like, oh, he dismembered him. But the process of it took too long, and it was too much thinking in the morning, right? That show is built on people arguing, just arguing, emotionally arguing, and occasionally throwing a fact and something somebody told you. But I, I don't think it's the, I, I could be wrong, I don't think you share that shit. Right, because how much more do you want us to share on other things? Right, like okay, so is it okay if we share details about things that went wrong that caused you to lose gigs in the past? No, no one does that. Who does that? So I, I think the the word would be, man, I'm really disappointed. Was Stephen A. right to do what he did? Yeah, I mean, I think we all wish we had that, right? Like there's a little, he's been given too much power there, but we all wish we had the power. It's something I tell coaches all the time. And I believe it in my own life, which is at the end of the day, if you have a show, if you have a team, if you have a gig or whatever, like who knows how long it's going to last. If you're in charge and you can make calls, do it your way. Because if, if it doesn't work, that's fine. If it doesn't work and it was somebody else's way, it just, it leaves you feeling empty. But I do not agree. I greatly disagree with anybody who says it's cool or that, that Stephen A shared those details and, and it felt like he danced on Max Kellerman's grave. Why can we play that for you? Because we can. Let's get to our pick of the day. Okay, sir. The bet is to you. It's time for the pick of the day. We got the doubleheader in the National Football League tonight, don't we? Yes, we do. Pittsburgh is a two-point favorite at home against Cleveland. Carolina is a, uh, excuse me, Pittsburgh is a two-point dog at home. Carolina is a three-point dog at home. Um, I like both the home teams. I'll take them both straight up. Take them both straight up. I know Pittsburgh's a little bit banged up. I think Cleveland's a lot better than we get. we give them credit for, but... Pittsburgh in the rain on a Monday night. Carolina at home. It's a pretty good defense. Mm, and I know I know Carolina lost to the Panthers. I mean, how about they open up two divisional games? That's Those are weird scheduling. And the Saints, that win looks even better against the Titans. But I'm going to take Carolina at home. I'm going to take Pittsburgh at home. Simply bounce backs from last week. All right, that's it for the In the Bonus podcast. Check out the radio show. It'll, you'll roll into it if you listen on the pod, or you can listen to it live on Fox Sports Radio every day at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. I'm Doug Gottlieb.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.